Now, you may not believe this, but the career path of every successful individual included having a job just like the one you have now. You're either going to or coming from work, so let's talk about it today on Your Way to Work. Hi, everybody, and welcome. You're listening to On Your Way to Work. I'm your host, Rick Witted, and I'm excited about our topic today. We've got Alan Rajanis in studio with us. Alan's resume is impressive, to say the least. Let me just share a few bullet points. Over 30 years of corporate and entrepreneurial leadership skills from operations, marketing, human resources, you name it. HR specialist at Disney Leadership at Disney University, HR manager, communications planning and Disney newsroom. He's also served as a director of operations, director of client services, director of marketing and business development for both publicly and privately held companies over the past decade and a half. I'm out of breath. Alan, it's great to finally have you on the show, man. I think we've been talking about this forever. Seems like months, Rick, and thank you. It's awesome to be with you today. Great. So quoting Daniel Dana from his work entitled Managing Differences, how to build better relationships at work and home. He says, research shows that 60 to 80% of all difficulties in organizations come from strained relationships between employees, not from deficits in an individual employee's skill or motivation. Let's talk about this a little bit. My first question to you is, Obviously, conflict and offenses and being offended has an impact on the workplace. In your mind, you've got a lot of experience. What are the top three or four employee conflict incidents that occur in the workplace? Rick, that's a good question. It's very easy. The top three. Communication, communication, communication. (laughs) When you look at the three drivers of conflict, They can be summarized with simply communication, whether it's interpersonal, professional, personal in nature. We're going to bump into one another because we've misunderstood one another. So why is it that people struggle to just understand each other? Well, I think it's inherent in that, you know, when I'm in the workplace, I have certain needs. I want to grow. And um, I I realize it's going to take people to help get me there. So I got to relate to my boss. I got to relate to my peers on a day-to-day basis. I'm going to find that I'm going to run into someone when they don't fully understand what my needs are. Right. So when you're talking about, hey, I'm running into somebody, because I'm just thinking about my own experience, and there's some people that just get on my nerves. I really don't know any other way to say it. And I guess I have to step back and go, what is it about this person that's really driving me nuts? And I think that's the question I never ask. Well, you know, it's a question that predates us thousands of years. I mean, this goes back to ancient philosophers who looked at behavior and said, why do people do what they do? Right. And when they took a look at these behaviors, Rick, they finally were able to summarize these and and kind of categorize them. We have tendencies that we all naturally cling to or fall into. And it's, it's true today, as it was thousands of years ago. You've got people out there who are drivers, if you will. They know what they want, and they're going to go for it, You're right? you task-oriented person. Absolutely. Yep. And my success in workplace is going to be dependent if I can relate to a task-oriented individual. And you've got people out there who are high people skills, right? Influencers, people who just love being around individuals. And, and another broad category out there are those who are team-oriented. It's about participation. It's about all-for-one get out there and let's have it for all, right? Right. 
And then the last category that these ancient philosophers and even today's business consultants would acknowledge, or there are those out there who are driven by compliance okay. rules. I'd like to follow procedures. Yeah. So you got the procedural group, you got the participation group, the people group, uh-huh. and really the high drivers are those who are going for the prize, right? right? They're going for the win. So I like that. So people, the participant, participation groups, mm-hmm. the prize group, and what's that other group? The procedures group. Yeah, so, so the procedures group. That's my compliance person. Yep. The prize group, that's my task-oriented person. That's that driver individual. They're going after the task. Absolutely. Th- then my person who it's about the team I got to have team cooperation. Mm-hmm. So I think about these people that's starting to make a little sense to me because if I'm probably a team oriented person, but at times I can be task if I have to, but my natural bend is to be a team oriented person. And I'm just thinking about this as I listen to you because I, I ran into the workplace interaction yesterday. I ran into that compliance person, that computer person. It's about I need to do all the research and we got to hit these numbers. But to hit those numbers, I need to look at all of this information. And I thought about it when I got off the phone and I realized my anxiety level had raised. I'm <laughs> sure. Temperature went up. Yeah, it, it did. You know, I wasn't angry or anything like that, but I had this angst that I didn't have before I got on the phone. And so you're saying that what happens, and I think you've said this before as we've talked in the past, that you, your, your drivers crash into each other. Yes. What you find happening here, and, and you said the key to really the secret here, is that you acknowledged what your natural bent was, right? Right. right. It starts with the individual understanding themselves. What are my key drivers? What lights my fire when I'm at work? Is it being with people or is it being with the computer? Is it being part of a team? If I understand what my key drivers are, I can better understand what head-on collision may be possible, or I can align myself and be fully productive by understanding what drives the other person. And like you just mentioned a moment ago, the potential for a crash, a head-on collision, is likely if the individual that I'm working with doesn't understand me. Yeah. And I don't fully understand them. And then at the end of the day, when you've had some discussion around project activity and your temperature's up, you say, what just went on here? Yeah. Ah, There was some type of you know, behavioral crash. And so that's great if we work in a place where there's procedures and there's processes in place to kind of help work through this conflict. But the truth is, in many, many of our workplaces, that doesn't happen, right? And so I'd like to just dive in a little bit more at each of those individuals. So if I am working with somebody who is very task-oriented, right? Because I know there's somebody listening to me right now going, oh, yeah, that's my boss, or that's the person in the cubicle to the left or to the office on the right of me. What are some things that I can do to help prevent my driver from crashing into theirs? I think what you initially do is you understand what are the needs and fears of that individual. If that individual is a compliant type of person, one who follows procedures, Mm -hmm. if I'm going to avoid a potential wreck, I need to relate to that individual in a way that affirms that I value the fact that they follow the rules and I'm going to follow the rules. Right. So if I acknowledge the rule procedure here, standard operation procedures, I'm speaking their language. But if I start flying off the handle as a very demanding task-oriented person and carelessly pay attention to the rules, I'm going to offend somebody. Their temperature goes up, so there's conflict. That's so interesting because you just, when you said the task-oriented person, you immediately tie demanding to it. 
But that's what the compliance person is thinking. That's what they're hearing. Yeah. That's not what the, the task-oriented person means. They're just like, you know, we just got to get this job done. We got to think to finish There's a prize to be won here. Right. So just listeners, you're hearing that. You may be the task-oriented person, and right next to you on the same team is someone who's compliant-driven. Right. And if you go to them and start laying out what needs to happen and how these tasks need to get completed without taking the time to help them get their arms completely around the rules and how this impacts everything, you're raising their anxiety. Absolutely. You know, in this industry of managing people and getting along in relationships, we're all familiar with the golden rule, right? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But if you take that verbatim, Rick, I think we missed the mark. Yeah. If it's purely verbatim, I think the, the... author who wrote that had deeper, richer context for us to understand. So if I'm doing unto others as I would have them do unto me, I would want you to fully understand me as an individual. I'd want you to know who I am, what I have to offer in the workplace, where do I time my talent. If you understand those gift sets, Mm -hmm. then you're better able to relate to me. So do unto others as you would have them do unto me. I want you to understand me. Right. right. It's not the golden rule, but the sphere of the golden rule. Do unto others as they want to be done unto. Then some call that the platinum rule. Okay. The platinum rule. I think I've heard that from you. And when it's fully abusive, it's, you know, you hear people say whoever has the gold rules, right? right. That's when it's really going downhill fast. Right. right. So let's play through a couple of scenarios if you're okay with this. So we just talked about task-oriented person. They come up to the compliant-oriented person in the workplace who's on the same team. And by the way, as I talk about these scenarios, let's put it in the context that many, many of our listeners don't have a boss or manager who knows how to deal with conflict either. And I think some of the worst you know, scenarios I've seen is an employee off the hook because the manager does not know how to deal and, and mediate through conflict. A lot of our listeners are in that situation. So uh, you're going to be one of these characters, listeners, as you hear it. So just go along with me. Now I have a team-oriented person, Alan, and this person is uh, walking into the door and he's ready to get the team pumped up. Very excited, right? Looking forward to just crushing the goals of the group. But I've got a task-oriented person in there Tell me a little bit about what the team-oriented person is going to do and what is the task-oriented person going to hear when the team-oriented person begins to interact. Well, if I see an individual walking into the room that I know is going to be providing me direction and I am that cautious individual that's out there who is process-driven, I'm going to want someone to speak to me to reduce my fears, right? So I'm asking someone to come in and to acknowledge that I work with accuracy, precision. I follow the rules. Mm-hmm. So if I'm walking in, an effective peer, coworker, I'm going to acknowledge that you are one who follows rules and procedures. Mm-hmm. I am going to not get in your face. I'm going to give you the space to do your job mm-hmm. because you do the job. You do it to the level of excellence that the standards dictate. Right, right. So if I go in and just say, hey, there's a bunch of rules up here, but don't worry about that. Let's just make this thing happen. You guys know what to do, right? We're well, a let's team. just hold hands and sing kumbaya. Yeah. It's yeah. not going to work for that individual. Right. Now, that'll work for someone who's team-oriented, right? That gets them pumped. It gets yeah. them going. Yeah. 
But actually, it has more appeal to that high people person, too, because they're all about fun. Yeah, it's a party with them. That's right. So you got this people-oriented person and team-oriented person going, oh, I think we can make this happen. But you've got the computer person who's about process and compliance going, this is a doggone nightmare. There's like nothing in place. What's happening? So talk to me about the task-oriented person who's also hearing this in that room. Well, the task-oriented person is like wants to just put his foot down and say, stop. Right. She's going to say, no more of this nonsense. We have a prize to win. We've got tasks that have to be delivered. Now, oddly enough, that uh, process-driven person is going to like what that driver's saying. That individual is going to say, you know what? I, I can get on board with that. Right. But these people-oriented individuals, those who build teams and high influencers, are going to be put off. Because they're going to think that you're all about the company and you don't care about the employee. And so you don't care about me in turn. This is a train wreck waiting to happen every day when we walk into the workplace. And that's why the statistic you read earlier, that 60 to 80% of all difficulties within the organization stem from relationship issues. Can you imagine what productivity would look like if we could decrease that? Yeah. That's why consultants are out there employed to help these companies maximize profitability. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when I think about this, I titled this show about offense because we use the professional words like conflict resolution, but you know what we really mean? Somebody stepped on my toe and that offended me. And if I'm listening to you correctly, there's a high chance that that was never the intention, that the person was just the way they are and they crashed into my driver. A natural behavior style conflicted with another behavioral style. Right. And there was conflict. And sometimes when you take a look at this, you have to ask yourself, why am I easily offended? Was it truly just a behavioral issue? Yeah. Or Rick, honestly, we know things happen on the home front. Yeah. Personal issues impact us and how we respond as well. So we cannot negate the fact that I may be having difficulties with an individual at work because of home issues. Mm. It's just not the professional behavioral issues. What is happening at home as well? And have I taken the time to really get to know that person as an individual and has some of that been disclosed how do we deal with this alan this is i'm hearing this and i'm not judgmental at all this is so natural anybody could step into the office on a day and hear the wrong thing and be caught off guard how do i deal with that i don't have all this teaching but what can i do without having any of that knowledge to step back and make sure that i don't let an offense cause me to wreck my career, one, and then two, how can I take that scenario and turn it in to a win-win situation for me, for that person, and the company? Well, and the win-win situation is that we all want to grow. Right. We either want to grow up and we want to take uh, higher levels of leadership position within the organization or gain additional responsibility, scope of control. And so if I'm dealing with an offense and I really truly want to get over these behavioral issues, I fundamentally have to look at two questions. Mm -hmm. What are my needs and what are my fears? Because somewhere in that process of answering those questions in the workplace, either consciously or subconsciously, mm -hmm. what has happened? I didn't get the answer I wanted. When I don't get the answer that I wanted, there's the train wreck we've been talking about. Yeah. You're in my house, man. You're not just in my workplace here. You're, <laughs> you're in my home. Well, it's true on the home front as well, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it happens on the home front. And so in dealing with an offense, I actually have to even back up two steps. We talked earlier in the show that I have to take a look at myself. I look yeah. at those two questions. What is going on on the home front? Is that impacting perspectives at work? 
Number two, at work, is it the individual's natural behavioral tendency that's causing me to struggle? Right. If so, if I truly want to be that productive employee that wants a leadership role one day, I have to make accommodation. Mm-hmm. I have to give. If I'm a high people person and I'm working with a task-oriented individual, I'm going to have to learn to close my mouth. Yeah. And I'm going to have to stay focused. And so that's not a negative reflection on my behavior. It just says, i got to make accommodation. So if I'm dealing with an offense, sometimes I have to make the accommodation. And then sometimes we just live with individuals in an understanding way, acknowledging you are different than myself. Visit rickwitted.com for additional episodes and for booking information. Are your career decisions value-based or emotionally motivated? Visit www.careerwit.com to find out. You've been listening to On Your Way to Work.